guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Let's turn this down. Hey guys. Why was it so loud, guys? Hey guys. Welcome to Faz Radio. We are doing our continuing our story, our continuing story of talking about DAOs and how DAOs work, and specifically talking about a new DAO called Players DAO, which is which is starting up, which a number of people are starting to get involved with. We have here today. We have Family Man, Titan, and we have Nate Harper, forged in crypto, and uh, we're going to talk some DAO stuff. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, howdy! Well, I think we got a big announcement first, right? Aren't you on Apple Podcasts now? Well, yes, yes. We finally set that up last night. Uh, nice. It is not live on Apple Podcasts. Uh, in fact, the, the podcast thingy that I use actually rewards me for being live. So I'm going to figure that out. But at the moment, we're, we're still doing live on YouTube. But that may change. Yeah, uh, I just got uh, at about 11 o'clock this morning. I got the approval message from Apple. We have been verified as not being asshats. Yeah. Uh, and we can broadcast whenever we want. And we're so all, they did horrible research. Great. They, they pretty did. much did, yeah. <laughs> they, they asked me if, if the, this was explicit language, and yes, fuck yeah. We're very explicit here. Hopefully they won't kick us off. Hopefully they won't kick us off because we talk about crypto. I'm more worried about that than the F-bombs. <laughs> It'll just be one day. We'll be like, what the fuck? We're deplatformed. <laughs> right? All right. Uh, you should be good. So uh, we had a few things to talk about today. Um, as as I've said before, I'm a member of this DAO, this player's DAO that, that we're going to talk about. And um, there's uh, we, we put out a light paper just recently on the player's DAO Discord. And uh, the, the light paper seems to cover just about everything, but has a few areas, I think, that are that are a little bit light in the light paper that I was hoping that we could talk about today. Um, Specifically, how gamer assets would be managed by the DAO, or if they should be managed by the DAO. Maybe they should be managed by players. Lots Uh, of different things to talk about. And to that, and and at that, my goal was to set Titan running, and then he was just going to disgorge (laughs) his his, his theory craft machine. And, uh, and we got Family Man here because Family Man, uh, I, I know he has some good stuff to say about this stuff. So I'm probably not going to I sure hope so. So, Titan, have you had a chance to, to, to read my notes here just to ask you a few questions? Yeah, I did. I mean, 30 whole minutes of, of thinking time on something important like <laughs> Dow Assets is fantastic. You, you better come up with a solution, man. <laughs> and you wonder why I, I always sound so stupid. You guys drop this stuff. I, I think me, there's me, a lot of good ideas to, here. You want me to run with something and then you can kind of jump off of that? Cool. Yeah, well, the context, I think matters a little bit and i don't okay. know exactly what you guys mean by that let's go I'll, I'll start with the context so obviously in the dao itself there's going to be the management of these internal game assets uh the nfts which are played in games who's going to manage those assets is it going to be the dao is it going to be the player how's that going to work how's the connection going to uh, be made there uh and we've been talking with um some lawyers on uh, obviously security laws and you know how you know we need to go about doing that and 
nobody's ever going to give you a straight answer. They're going to kind of give you their idea of what um, what they think it is, uh, what they think it is that we're doing in terms of security laws to make sure that we're uh, doing all the right things and protecting people. And so as we were talking with the last guy, he was you know, basically saying that we if the DAO itself is if it doesn't own the asset and it is managing it for somebody else as in somebody has an asset that they uh, let's let's take spider tanks because it's coming soon so they have a lava tank and they want the dow to rent it out for them and manage it and for whoever gets to use it and so they will share in the rewards then the dow becomes an asset manager under what he was talking about which would uh, basically make it fall security loss so how do we go about uh handling that so we had a few ideas and a few things that were going on and you know that was the context of of, of the uh the start of the conversation today so what he said well Did I, I, you out? I think yeah that does so initially my first thought when i hear stuff like that uh, my background is securities and compliance and all that kind of fun stuff and that does present like a really really big problem and i've argued with faz on numerous occasions about the money transmitter side of it be you know registering as a money transmitter if you're handling assets and how that all plays out in crypto um i think as you start out centralized and work your way towards decentralization, I think at some point it ends up with the players anyway. It's just a matter of do you have perhaps uh, a special DAO wallet that you have to use and register with the DAO that you're going to be using those assets in so that the DAO knows what that is. Uh, making sure they're KYC'd, not only for the rewards, but in case, you know, somebody decides to walk off with a bunch of assets. But uh, on the other side of it as well, something that was kind of thrown at us today, what if the person who's borrowing those assets gets hacked, right? Hmm, So that's, that's a really, really interesting point because faz had something similar happen to a friend of his recently with that too so it it's going to create a whole bunch of speed bumps in the in the road ahead right so one of the ideas that kind of helps mitigate some of that um so uh i have to kind of go back in time here so i am a part owner in a company called black harp which is it basically just owns a bunch of different uh, um, assets, right? Um, digital assets specifically. So uh, that's an LLC with a partner of mine. And we uh, were going down the route of, in the beginning of the year, starting an LP, starting a fund. Um, we were very uh, um, creative with the name, and so we called it Black Harp LLP. <laughs> so... Anyways, they're two separate companies, but you have the LP itself, which is the fund, which is going to be an asset management company. We were going to raise funds, bring it. What's you know. what's an LP again? Uh, limited partnership. Okay. 
So most of your funds that are out there are LPs. And I'm going to get into the weeds there that I don't know and I don't want to know because that's why I hired a bunch of lawyers and people to do this stuff for me. That that gets out of control for me. But needless to say, so the idea that I had that came forth was what if you had a third party that was, you know, it was made for that. It is a digital asset management company. It holds, it, custod- it custodies, it points those NFTs in the right direction it is the it takes over the liability of all of the you know potential uh things that can happen and the dow and the members of the dow they are managing the people right the people that are playing the players of the player dow you know who's who's where who's what who gets what's nft how's that playing and that kind of stuff and so you're kind of segregating out that liability side one you're creating an entity that's going to do everything right in the eyes of the SEC and, you know, abide by all the laws. And then you have, you know, the, and also have the, um, the security and liability side uh, taken care of. And then that kind of lets the doubt kind of do what it needs to do best anyway, which is the free reign of the, the people, the, the players. So that was an idea we threw around today uh, outside of other, you know, technological ideas that might be able to, uh, push this in ourselves in a way that we are, um, you know, protecting ourselves legally as well. Um, that was one of the, one of the things we were tossing around. That will get extraordinarily complicated. Um, I would suggest that someone besides the Dow have a board membership role. If you decide to take it out of that, that would help with the decentralization, right? Because you have, well, I hate using the term the ETH Foundation, but you also have Bitcoin Core, which is an independent group of people that manages the code base and things like that. I would think you would probably want something outside the DAO that is going to run that aspect of it. And there would have to be uh kind of like uh appointments or voting in or how you know it would have to just be completely separate so it was independent right and if they're going to manage that and buy things and distribute money they're absolutely going to need a money transmitters license um it's not impossible but it'll be expensive and complicated yes oh i already know it's expensive cuz we've already built it we've already we're already oh. there like we literally have the LP is already done. Like we are just, we've had it done. It's outside of like the last signature. We've just been kind of holding off and debating on if that's what's something that we've wanted to take on. It's ready to go. It's its own entity. It's ready to rock and roll. And so it's just been sitting there since probably May. Okay. So <laughs> if, if, if that runs, see, you don't want it to be overly complicated, as we learned from the spider tank uh, economy or uh, economy mess. You know, it, it people they want simple, right? They want EVOIO style jumping in and getting running and being able to rent. Um, I think that's going to be very heavy on the smart contract side. I think that you have to register uh, whatever wallet it is you're going to use with the DAO. 
uh, for any assets that you borrow or put in there. And that smart contract pulls it from the DAO and drops it in there. I think there does have to be some kind of, um, I hate using the term staking, but there has to be some kind of mechanism to where the DAO would be guaranteed their rental fees and have the assets in case the you end up with a malicious person, which you will eventually. And they just they suck that into their wallet. They go to OpenSea and sell it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can write into the contract that it's not burnable and not listable. It's up to OpenSea, though, if they'll honor that contract. So something, you know, you would probably have to reach out to like Looks Rare and OpenSea and find out, say, hey, what do I have to have in my contract so that people can't list on here? I think that would be um, something that's really important. And, and, and how do you how do you then prevent somebody from transferring it from the registered wallet to another wallet? Uh, do you do that, that with multi-sig? Yeah, it is. I mean, you, you got to have multi-sig capabilities. There's that's kind of why I, I had told Faz. I said, "Boy, you guys are in in for a big big task here because as much as you want to get the DAO out and running, there are silly things like this that I mean, you have to really dig down deep and make sure all." everything is done right so if i take if i take my elf right and i i lend it to the dow to earn some money with uh because i'm not using it at the moment the dow has custody rents it uh to flurfenberger who goes out and then gets hacked how am i going to get remunerated for that and I think you're assuming that the rental contracts are going to be an actual transfer of the NFT from wallet to wallet rather than the utility. Right. I think it's more of a you're pointing this NFT to a person uh, saying that this person gets to use my NFT. The NFT actually doesn't get transferred. Also, have you have you looked into Fireblocks at all? Titan? I have Anybody? not. I have not. Mm-hmm. You should check them out. Like um, they are, they're the creme de la creme when it comes to custodial in the legacy world for crypto stuff, uh, including NFTs, uh, multi-sig. They have fail safes, uh, dead man keys. It's uh, they're they are the top of the line. They're doing a fantastic job. We've done a couple of uh, calls with them back when we were starting the LP itself. Uh, they're fantastic. They take over a, a huge burden of what we're talking. Most of the stuff you're talking about there, using the third party for that custodial is humongous. Like it's, they're fantastic. Yeah, I'm not so good on that back end with all that kind of stuff. Um, I I generally focus on the compliance issues and the the front end, the sales, the marketing stuff like that. I, yeah, I'm. I can I can read basics in a contract, but if if we're gonna dig into the weeds, I'm freaking lost, man. I I don't I can't get that's that why have, horribly. That's why they have the devs, man. They do all that good work. They're the smart ones, right? <laughs> so if so, then I would assume then because of of having that utility pulled, you would have to have some type of 
uh, back-end relationship with whatever uh, gaming entity you were collecting assets from. That may very well be the case. Um, I know that there's been a, a bunch of people that have been begging for API keys from Gala for a long time for different reasons. Um, but I, I believe that the Spider Tanks rental network is going to just do that by itself. Um, now, uh, right off the bat, renting a spider tank, you're going to have a, you're going to be in a randomized queue as the renter and as the, uh, the, the loner that you're going to, you're not going to have any control over where those tanks go, but they intend to refine that process to where, um, specific people can take their own tanks and make sure a specific person gets them. Um, and that would that would be necessary if we're talking about like an esports community, because um, they don't want to be giving away massively expensive tank NFTs to their players. They just want to make sure that they can use them in the game. Right. And they also need to be in the case of the uh, the skins, the legendary and ancient skins um, have the ability to be applied to more than one tank, but the skin has to be in a single wallet um along with the tanks so the utility has to be able to be farmed out without the nfts actually transferring from wallet to wallet so they i believe that they're already building that into the game for the for the dow's part um, we would just kind of piggyback that or could um there may be other games that it becomes necessary uh for us to be able to like actually code in some sort of uh utility transfer um, at which point we would very much need to work hand in hand with the developers of the of the game because yeah. they need to give us access. Well, so I have a comment about that. So yeah. that is kind of a the I unfortunately what my my two cents on that that's a bit of a weak idea because it's weak on the DAO side because it's like you know the 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 state or the city trying to negotiate land rights for if they want to build a highway they have to go to each each land that they want to build the highway through and, and negotiate rights. And what the DAO would be doing is it would be having to, to every game that they want to support, it would be holding up the game, uh, them, them renting out NFTs to the game because, I don't know, uh, Gala Games just didn't find the DAO to be a priority or EVIO didn't find the DAO to be a priority. Um, well, so that's, that's would, a challenge. Well, that is a challenge, but that player base, that's where that's going to come in most important. And that's what everybody's looking for. If you're big enough player base, they're going to want to come to the DAO. But backing up one other second, what about the, the problem with the 1155 tokens, right? Because Faz, I know you had told me before, there's issues because the contract is the same for quite a few of those. Would that have anything to do with um, the fungibility of what token is what and who has what of how many? Um, well, let's, let's back up a little bit here. Um, that This might be outside the scope of what we're talking about, but ERC-1155s are basically not separate tokens. They're, they're a fungible, um, almost like a fungible currency. Um, if you are given one or five of these tokens they just pass the number to you and then they're kind of really hard to keep track of you need to, to see the read the entire ledger to see if you keep track of them uh, preferably it's, another token should be used 
Hmm. So that does run into problems with companies like Gala, who. Well, who I, 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 I think Gala is going to. I think Gala. Well, Gala wants to use its own chain, Geary. So I think it's going to come up with an easier method to to track its tokens that that are free. The only reason they went to ERC eleven fifty five is so that they could save money sending uh, NFTs to people. Now they can send you as many as they want of a specific type to as many people as they need to. Where before they have to send onesie twosie, they have to pay gas for each one. So yeah, eleven fifty fives are great for batch transactions, but it really doesn't solve gala's needs I, I call that a temporary thing yeah hmm anyway if we're if we're done with this subject we actually have a, a bunch of other things to talk about <laughs> yeah i i think knowing now a little bit more uh, probably is best to revisit this after all of us have had some more time to think um that that helps. Thank you guys for the context. That'll really help me come up with some ideas. What else you got there, Faz? All right. Um, so um, uh, Titan had actually mentioned this at one point. Let's see here. Um, where is that at? Nope. That's that's further down my list here. Oh. So I had actually had a neat idea for for Players DAO today, and that it could have uh, a gamer service angle. Um, I we the, we know that the whole point of a gaming DAO is to use NFTs efficiently and to hook up players with the with NFTs as many you know allow people to rent things that they wouldn't normally be able to purchase. Um, but I was thinking about this. You're gonna you're gonna have limited nfts and you might have a lot of people and so it might be that a person might not be able to rent an nft that they'd like to and i was thinking well you know a a, a DAO could actually kind of help people out in suggesting times and places that they can that they can rent this nft or even perhaps give them a skill tree to fill out you know you finish the skill tree then you can you can actually be allowed to rent this this nft mm-hmm. um what do you think of that idea, uh, Family Man? Because I, I I know Nate's opinion on it. <laughs> I I think that's exactly the way to go. That um, we want to have a sort of gamified system for the players within the DAO structure that they have an opportunity to level up. That uh, you you don't want someone who just happened to step into the website and see something they like to be able to grab the best stuff and run with it. We need to. We need to vet them. We need to see that they're consistent players, that they uh, they they play regularly, they play well, whatever it is, you know. And, and it doesn't have to be; it can be one or the other or both. There, we uh, people that are going to play consistently, especially with some of the games that are less directly competitive, something like a, an MMO. Uh, I'm thinking Echoes of Empire or uh, Mirandus. Those uh those games are going to benefit uh, from. The type of person that just likes to play a lot and they go and they gather a lot of resources or they they go, they go and hunt a lot of monsters or, or 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 whatever it may be and and that, that person may not have any particular skill when it comes to certain uh battles or fights within that game but they just they're just constantly there constantly contributing um then you have a game that's more uh competitive like say the town star tournaments or the spider tanks and 
and it's going to be of great benefit to make sure you're getting the the good tanks in the hands of the people that um, have some real skill because well the, the earning in that game is all based on uh, your performance if your team wins then you get silk and in, in the case of spider tanks so um, we, we it makes a lot of sense to have a, a leveling structure or some kind of gamified structure for the players that are coming to the DAO. And, uh, and they'll be able to look around and see other people that have been doing it and the other people that have been succeeding and seeing what kind of access they have. And that'll, that'll incentivize them a little bit more that, um, I don't want I don't want to dive too far. I have, I have some really cool thoughts on this because, because we were talking earlier about from the owner's side and now we're talking. Dive away, the man. Uh, yeah, dive I'm, away. I, I, my, my whole point was to, was to get, get you and Titan going. Um, <laughs> but I, I liked, I liked the, the idea that I had was, so the, the, the a player's DAO is going to have a token of some sort. Um, and the token that that's yet another use of that token. I, I know the, uh, I believe the intention of the token is to be able to, to purchase nodes. Is that correct? Nate? Uh, potentially. Okay. So, well, you need to be able to get these tokens some way, and you know the nodes can give you the tokens, or you could you can earn them while playing. So I see a, a lot of opportunities for a, a gamer's DAO to uh, to ha to help users get DAO tokens. You know, you're gonna you're right. gonna play a game for it, you're gonna earn it, and each game is gonna be different. Each game is gonna have different things that you ways that you'd earn it, and the DAO would then be able to kind of funnel people towards specific NFTs. Say if you had a bunch of like I don't know basic level tank nfts and you want to get them rented out you could say well we're going to raise the amount of tokens for people that these basics can can do because we we want to you know help kind of use these nfts and maybe even help players level up in the real game maybe give them playing strategy hints and stuff like that right yeah it, it kind sure. of gets into the guild it kind of overlaps into what guilds would do but i was thinking some basic stuff might not be that bad no, I, I think that's great too. I mean, the access to for these people that can earn tokens, whether it's through gameplay or other type of uh, you know work that's potentially done within the DAO to earn those tokens, is you know a fantastic way for them to then you know transition that into you know an NFT or a rental side. You know, we talk about the the player system itself, like to be able to rank yourself up, to be able to get the ability to rent something that you really want to do. So, different ideas there, just interesting. So anyway, go ahead, family man. Um, I, I'd like to hear what you'd have to say about that. Well, well, to kind of start over there, we had the owner's side where there's a lot of people that have stuff that they might see it as an overwhelming task to try to manage it. Um, and so we'll have compliance hurdles to jump through as far as making sure that we're doing it the right way. But we want to be able to reach out to those people and, uh, and offer them a service that would would make it so that they don't have to bear the the whole burden of uh, earning that um, we can at least get some somewhat involved, if nothing else, just to patch them through to a, a wider spread player base that might, might be a more concentrated player base. Um, but I think we want to go further than that. And that'll a lot of that will depend on um, what we learn about um, about compliance and, and legal ramifications. But but from the player side, you'd say okay well why does why do they even bother coming to the DAO um, what what's in it for them if they can just go to the individual games and say hey I want to rent this thing and then be able to do it um, so the DAO 
in, in the outset, um, one of the things that we're wanting to concentrate on is, is actually acquiring assets for the DAO. So it's going to have its own stuff. It's going to be, um, it's going to be building an asset base and hopefully of great stuff. You know, um, we don't want to, um, we buy every NFT out there, but, um, if we have a, a, a good enough base of our own NFTs, well, then those are, those are going to attract players because they're going to want to use some of those things. Some of, some of these NFTs, there's only X number of them, you know, the legendary shotguns. I happen to have a couple of those and I, and I love using that thing. And I think everybody would love using that thing, but there's only X number of them. And so if, if you want it, you're going to have to go where it is in order to get it. And, and if the DAO has a concentration of those, then um, people will start coming to us. But beyond just the uh, the accessibility of them through the DAO, if we're bringing owners in that have all that also have great items, and they're even if we're just the middleman, they're patching these people together. That still creates the environment that people are going to want to be in in order to be able to gain access. The gamification side of it just makes it that much more fun. You know, even though it does seem like just another set of hoops to jump through, you're a lot of a lot of what you can do to to build your level per se within the DAO is going to just be related to the games that you're playing anyways. Maybe it's like play five Spider Tanks games today, and you and you uh, and and you you qualify for whatever experience upgrade it is or whatever. You know, there, there's all sorts of really neat ways that we can go about that. And so, so we can engage the players in a way that they want to be engaged anyways. They're looking for games, you know, so, so we can create kind of a, uh, a new strata of game on top of the games that they want, they want to play anyways. Um, so it really does appeal to anybody in the space. It just depends on um, how they're coming to it. You know, we want to, we want to, we want to be uh, a, a group that, just offers everybody something. And then it seems like uh, we have some great ideas that are that are leading us that direction. Uh, there, there's a, there's definitely a lot of needs. There's a lot of there's a lot of concerns out there. And it might be that we we've kind of hit on um, a really good core of ideas that can just help us reach everybody in this space. Yeah, there's there's many different skill trees that you can do. And I, I like that. That's that's my idea as well. So with that skill tree set You've got to remember that there's there's two perspectives here, okay? You have the perspective of the gaming company and you have the the side of the player, right? So this this with that skill tree, perhaps either the DAO or you could probably even pass it off on the gaming company as part of the partnership to be developing training videos for their games, right? to where you know you teach players how to play the game right because like with me right i'm terrible shooter i'm fucking horrible oh my god um and so if i want to if i really want to play spider tanks with my friends i want to learn how to do it is that a mentorship in the dow with somebody who knows what they're doing is that watching a video and you get your little uh po apps is what gala uses right you get your po app uh and that is your certification on the DAO that you know how to play spider tanks. And now you can rent this tranche of, of spider tank gear. So it, it's limitless what you can do really like from the gaming side, right? Potentially 
you you have the gaming company you you make them buy into the DAO, buy the DAO tokens to be a part of the ecosystem to expose it to the players, right? And you use those proceeds as as extra things, and and you get exclusive private play tests with, uh, you know whoever game dia right you, the dow members the leaderboard get, people that top the leaderboard i haven't even gotten there yet i haven't gotten that far i could talk forever just like family man on this stuff right so you also have the player side right so players want to come and play games and they want to do esports but they want something more remember when when you're when you're motivating people you have to make them feel and gala is wizards at this right this is why they got so popular they you have to make people feel like they're part of something bigger than they can do on their own so in order to bring that in um perhaps you know there's other incentives other than than money and just playing games you you have to bring more to that ecosystem with those deeper dives maybe it's something this simple right everybody like here's an idea right so everybody is uh all amped up about that stupid sweatshirt uh for the vox right so perhaps the dow goes out with some of those staked coins from the gaming companies that they bought into and they they develop a partnership with uh the epic store and perhaps then they uh, they get a 10% discount on gear, on gaming gear, like joysticks and this and that and the other. Um, you could do the same at the store for the gaming company. You know, hey, you're a DAO member. You have your PO app. You show up with the NFT in your wallet. You get 10% off any assets you buy from that. Uh, that so you can, you can take and you can create these levels or these tranches for people and their and develop their skill sets that way which provides a huge incentive over a gaming company just sitting there going all right people come play come play that's what you need but it's that's like kind of chicken, it's like a chicken and the egg situation though too right like you got to have, you know, something first. You have the players first. Do you have the assets first? And how does that how does that all fit together in that, in that magic little head that goes on? Right. You, you need some fools to do it first. Yeah. I guess I'm going to jump in as the biggest fool here. Here, here. All my stuff in. Let's do it. Well, we it, getting, the, getting the players. I, I think it has to be the players first. I, I think I think you you do want the. As horrible as it is, you want that that gala aura of you have like 10,000 people just dying to play the next game. They'll tell you what they want to play. They'll suggest, you know, hey, we we really want to go play um, uh, Slip Filio uh, over on this this wild uh, Herbert Hector's games, man. And so that's where you take that that leadership role and and you have maybe because i know you guys had that that board right well is there a business development board uh head who has a committee that goes out and, and spends their time looking 
for those opportunities, developing those partnerships, digging deeper to provide more for the players and more for the DAO to where every time you turn around, there's something new popping, there's something new popping. And it's providing all of that extra flavor as, of being a DAO member, man. You're not, while we, we understand the gaming part, people want more, they always want more. I think the root of what Gala succeeded with was um, building a community. You know, like it started with just bringing in people that that saw the idea clearly. You know, that, like when when it was early, everyone knew what was going on. Everyone wanted to know what was going on. Um, it wasn't until it wasn't until late 2020 that it started. The Gala started attracting people that were more just about like, oh, how much money can I make here? You know, like th there's always the there's always the sense of yeah, in the long run, this can be amazing as far as a, a, a financial entity. But but as far as the early on, it was just like, wow, this this is just such an amazing idea. And the, and the way they're going about it, um, that's going to work. It can be the same thing with the Dow. You know, we we started talking to people about it and, and the people we're talking to are people that get it. You know, they, these are people that have kind of been waiting for something like this to come along. And so this is going to be the, the the foundational groundwork for this this community that can then like well you said tutorials and things like that they have to be written by somebody you know that somebody and preferably someone that actually knows the game well if you're gathering that kind of people already then then uh, in many cases um they are going to be the draw to the dow you know like why would why would someone one want to come and hang out with us rather than anyone else out there. You know what? I think about this. I, we have a, a small Mirandus guild that uh, we don't, uh, we're, we're not, we're not in the, the guild channels because we, we kind of want to be really restrictive about growth, but not based on like, uh, we're not gating it. We're just, we just don't want it to get out of hand. Um, but why would anyone join our guild versus one of the other guilds? What, what, what's, the, what's the appeal there? And it, it seems to always come back to community. Like, do you like the people you're hanging out with? And, and I'd imagine that you, you, you're not going to be able to just plug in and play without rubbing shoulders with people. Even even on the at the DAO level, we're going to be we're going to be communicating with one another. And um, and that's that's something that people really value. You know, like. We, we, we play games because we enjoy them, but the best games are the ones where we, where we meet other people and we feel like people in them, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a validation kind of thing. Um, well, we can, we can do that if we care to, you know, and I, I know I for one do, and I, I can only imagine that the rest of the people involved at this level, uh, we, we all do, we, we care about other people and we want them to be able to see what we're building and be a part of it so that they can enjoy it too. Yeah. I mean, community is the biggest aspect here. I mean, that's really what's brought me to this point to, uh, you know, want to start this whole thing uh, is the community aspect made some uh, pretty amazing friends, met some pretty cool people uh, over the last couple of years and just yeah. seen a lot of uh, ways that uh, we can help together to, you know, do some cool stuff, man. Like, really, we got a lot of cool things we can do. So about that, the things that Titan was mentioning in particular, uh, that leads into uh, my next question or, or topic. 
which is uh and i don't know if you see this but i've been switching the topics on the screen here um the DAO not only can be a force for uh doing skill trees for people and and helping out the gamer community but uh or helping the gamers advance but they could also uh they they, they could also work for charities and stuff like that um because the and the reason i thought of this was there was a guy this morning who had lost his uh who got his wallet broken into and lost a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and it you know wouldn't it be good if if you were a uh in in a in a gamer dow that you'd somehow get some sort of recompense for something like that yeah i i hesitate to say insurance policy but you know charity well, I don't know if I'd want to go down that path personally. <laughs> well, you know, actually, there's there's another game, Star Citizen, uh, out there, which came up with a really neat idea uh, of a game mechanic called insurance, where hmm. if you had a, a ship that exploded in game, if you paid insurance while you were playing it, uh, then you get your ship back. Well, what if the Dow did have an insurance policy to where it would, you know, if you paid so much percentage of what you earned it would just go and purchase nfts if you could or, or you could use that as that benefit to purchase some nfts and of course you just earn a certain amount of money and eventually you'd be able to uh to buy something so you, of course you'd want it to rack up what do you think of that idea it's interesting i i mean i've heard of that in yeah other aspects as well like uh it's just kind of a fund that gets built up internally in like some sort of community to to help out in certain ways I mean, it could be, it could work out most. I mean, the the situation today. I mean, that sucks, right? Like, yeah. I feel really bad for um for him, for her. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but uh, they uh, the situation is 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 really crappy. But it was just a lack of uh, he posted what happened, and it was just a lack of judgment on his side, right? It wasn't a granted it's nefarious on those the links that are out there that are getting posted there, but the the lack of judgment that we all can have at any point in time that went through it's just it's a really shitty situation so is that something that gets it's a it's a weird it's a weird dynamic is that something that would you know want to put forth a fund to kind of help buy that back potentially i don't know it's interesting well it's it's a having having an insurance fund would would probably mean more regulation on that loan because now you're oh yeah I think but, that was my hesitation. Yeah, <laughs> the legislation about that could be a headache. But I, I just liked the the concept that if you're in a DAO and you've been playing with the DAO for a couple of years and then shit goes sideways, uh, you, you'd be you'd be able to get something out of it. That's all. You, you know, I'm I'm thinking you're going to join a DAO because you want community and you want uh, the the benefits that come with being with a lot of people. Okay, there are many benefits from being with a large group of people. One of them is insurance. 100. Maybe not to call it insurance, just um, it's just doing kindness for people. You see someone hurting, yeah, and and you want to help. I mean that that's sensible. Now the degree to which you can help, I mean, I you can, can even remember. give them discounts. You you could do the kindness just by giving them discounts on future purchases, or not purchases, but rentals. You know, something that it directly translates to a benefit to them, and and it's a and it's not that great of a lift on the part of the DAO. We're not. We're not sacrificing anything more than perhaps some momentary earnings, you know. And that um, I, I don't I don't see any issues with that. But that that wouldn't necessarily have to um, 
involve a separate fund or it, jumping through any compliance uh, hoops or anything like that. That, that. that would just be that would just be something nice to do for people. And, it, and we could have a an unspoken policy about that that we just we just look out for our own kind of thing. Um, but but to to put something like that in stone, I've I've always I've always been a fan of giving, um, but I have a hard time. Um, I have a hard time working with a, a corporate structure or a nonprofit structure for my giving. I, I like the, the giving, and it can even be done anonymously. It's just I want to make sure that it's going where it should go, <laughs> that it's not being frittered away in the administrative expenses or something like that. And so, um, so I'm all about generosity. I just I, I step very carefully when it comes to organizing that. Job. Well, then you have you have somebody has to manage that. Or, uh, and you know any large entity tends to have bureaucracy and yeah. that's that's a real problem with 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 any any sort of organization but with a, a DAO that let's say we get a really good population of gamers the information is going to be there you know the news will be there that someone had something happen um, and that and that creates opportunity for anyone at that point to be generous you know I've seen I've seen some some very incredibly generous acts from people that didn't have a lot of stuff. They just cared about the people that they, they heard were hurting. And, and so, so it wouldn't have to be something that was relegated just to the, to the insurance department or to the, to the benevolence department. It could, it could just be something that we say, Hey, these guys are hurting. If, if anyone can do anything, let's see, let's see what you can do. And, and, and we can challenge it. That, that, that's, that's, not to go too far with it, but that's even biblical, you know, like we should challenge ourselves with outdoing each other in good deeds. You know, I love that idea. Sounds like part of the skill tree. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's on the skill tree. I'm going to give you given away this week. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to put that on people. You know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to restrict someone's advancement based on things that, that, are, like to give it is a sacrifice you don't want to you don't want to hurt people in order to for them to be able to get that next weapon or whatever but uh so but to but to just have it be something that that's acknowledged it, okay so gala did something like that with the uh with the people that returned the walking dead box boxes and oh yeah they're, they're all labeled the samaritans now what a what an unheard of act you know like people that we're just handed thousands of dollars worth of stuff and they gave it back. Well, let's let's be a little bit clear about this. I'm I'm happy with giving Gala their props and I really I really think what they did was good, but remember they also threatened people. They said if you didn't give them back, we'll remember <laughs> with a long stare. But there were lots of people that still didn't give them back and they just came up with a new account name and went right back at it. So there were, we could have all gotten away with it. And many of us just didn't. Many of us just wanted to do the right thing and give it back. And, and, and they, and so that wasn't anything big. They didn't pay us for them or anything like that. But now all of a sudden they put this little whitelist thing that if you, uh, if you had done that, you could get into the, the troll box drop early and then at a discount. So, so that's, that's something special. Um, and, and I could see us working something like that in and for people that were demonstrating that they had a generous heart and they actually uh, wanted to 
wanted to help people that um, that had suffered some kind of like unfortunate circumstances. Now, the other side of this is that like because so much of crypto is anonymous, like they, people could like lie about getting hacked, you know, like and then, then all of a sudden you're you're giving things to people that were scamming you. And so so that's another reason that we have to be careful with it. If it's if it's personal giving and someone scams you, well, it's a, what is it? The fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but if it's a if it's an entire institution, then then all of a sudden we have to curate every last request we have for help, and it's it just like you said, bureaucracy and red tape, and it it just becomes uh, not about the, the the kindness anymore, and it's just a it's just a job. Well, I'm going to start off this whole giving thing uh, right away, and I'm going to get in the lead just so you know that you're going to be behind. <laughs> uh, because I have the Frank Miller uh, custom NFT deal. Um, I posted it in a couple of discords. Uh, it came up because they were doing the Thune list, and I, I was just reading through it, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, you know what? I have my own Thune list. I need to get a hold of Gala so I can finish this Frank Miller NFT. And so my idea from that was I've had some ideas of what I kind of wanted to do, but then ultimately I thought about taking it and having the community, the people that really are, you know, like love Frank Miller because he's done some really cool shit and have them come up with some, uh, their own ideas, almost an amalgamation of the, this community together of the different ideas, take some of the best ones, put them together, put them out there for a vote, whichever one wins, that's what we're going to go with. And then taking that, fractionalizing that NFT and giving it to the first, I don't know, 100, 200 uh, participants in the DAO. I think it would be kind of cool. I think it would be fun. Fractionalizing is interesting. Uh, how would that work? You mean just make a, another NFT or, or maybe 100 other NFTs and then give those out and then burn the original? How does that, how does no, that it's, actually it's, work? It's really easy. You just take it. And you chop it up with like a knife or an axe into a hundred different pieces. And then I just mail that piece off to everybody else. It's fractionalized now. So everybody has one. It's easy. Right. Got to get my digital axe. The digital axe. Uh, there's a couple of, um, I've talked with Andrew um, of a couple different ideas with it. Uh, I've also talked to, or there's a few actual sites you can go through and fractionalize it. I think does Ben Dow do that as well? Can you do it through Ben Dow? I can't. I can't remember. But there's a few places that you can do that, and I think the original uh, gets burned, and then it just gets pushed out into you know multiples of the same one. Was it wasn't the Polyant going to do that? Remember Polyant? A Polyant, like the Polyant Vault, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you remember Polyant. You I remember Paul. He said "paliant." I was like, oh, I was trying to uh, trying to see if that's what he was my, talking. It's my about. accent. It's okay. Yeah, you're from the north Midwest. south area. Paliant. Yes, Polly. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, uh, they were. I don't know. Were they doing fractionalization? I know they were just doing the vault stuff. They had know. this weird like key shit going on where they they like sold you like these fractional NFTs and you you bought little keys and I don't know whatever happened to that. I I got interested for a while, but. I lost track and I thought they were doing, they wanted to fractionalize Gala NFTs. I'm sure that Yugo Labs is doing stuff with it. They, uh, the, some of the board apes have been fractionalized and they're traded on exchanges like high Bay C and high may C there. Uh, you can actually, yeah, you can buy or buy and sell them on 
I'm not sure which exchanges are hosting it, but it... okay, that's that's a good point. So, are are you buying and selling these fractional fractionalized NFTs on OpenSea? Or are you doing it in an exchange as a coin? Because you could turn it into a coin. The the NFT, the fractionalized part into right. a coin. That's, that's what that's what ApeCoin is, right? Isn't it because they're eleven fifty fives that the like you were talking about earlier the the not quite non-fungible the, the semi-fungible tokens fungible no. completely they fungible. are fungible you're right you're right they're, they but um if if it happens to have it's a smart contract with a digital image assigned to it um but it stacks then it, it's this it's the same as if they were buying and selling a coin um so i wonder if that's the way they go about it if so if you were to fractionalize the frank miller nft the the original um you just probably make sure that they were erc 1155s or the equivalent on whatever chain you decided to do it on and uh and so they'd be stackable and they could be exchangeable and yeah tradable so fractional dot art uh they're doing that right now i'm on their site checking it out so they uh they've got crypto punks and your mutants and a couple different things uh i'm gonna have to dive into this a little bit more i haven't i haven't i've just talked to uh bit bender about it um and he was he just said interesting so i don't know where he sits on everything else who knows maybe they don't want me to do that we'll see what happens uh but I'll yeah have they'd have to it. they'd have to support that i guess wouldn't they well i mean i could always just say all right that's cool well i do want the community to figure it out we figure out what the community wants i get the nft then i take that nft and i can fractionalize it once i have the nft i can do that myself so you know, if they didn't want me to, I would I really like to know why. So I didn't go down that route. Well, the reason I said that they'd have to, to buy to be on board is they'd have to support fractionalized NFTs. I mean, if you burned an NFT, it's gone no matter what you you issued for in, in its correct. Place. But again, once I fractionalize it on my end, they're not they're not doing the fractionalization of the NFT. I'm as doing as it don't, as long as you don't burn it. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they support it. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Well, no, I'm not even sure why they would need to support it. They don't have to support it because the NFT, once it's mine in my possession, they don't have to do anything else after that. Like it, now, it's mine. I can I can go ahead and do it, right? If you burn that NFT, it's gone. If you don't burn that NFT, then the fractions would have to would I mean, somebody's going to have to hold that thing in a wallet until the fractions get together to where it can be used. Not so, because the fractionalization is really just a new minting. So you're saying, okay, there's only going to be a hundred fractionalized pieces of this. All you're doing is setting up a new contract. So that's a new smart contract that if based on the original, this is the NFT we're going to burn and right. turn into these 11 or 100 right. new NFTs. Exactly. At which so it's entirely it's all you're saying there's just now 11 of them. Well, there's one that would be uh, that would have 11 parts and that one could be used like we were talking about fractionalizing one of those Miranda's uh, castles originally the citadels and so okay. yeah you can you can split it up into 10 parts but unless you have 10 parts all together in one wallet you're not going to have a citadel so the yes you can't in that sense there that that's an nft that's that has a use case that right that it's supposed to be which actually, I don't even think they're going to be NFTs. The Citadel itself, when it's come down, it comes down to it, um, for what they're using it for. The, so fractionalizing that would be 
a non so you'd have to move purely an investment product right more like a tank like let's say a tank you're not going to fractionalize a tank because now you can't you can't utilize that same nft that was usable in the game because now it's been destroyed into something completely different right where the the frank miller nft is a one-of-one nft that's in my wallet that is now mine completely that has no interaction or use case with anything outside that i have to you know if if i got like some magic you know internet okay that's different okay that's different yes. right then it would then it'd make a difference so it's that's kind of interesting that's that's almost like and i'm trying to trying to keep up with the concept it's like you buying the mona lisa literally chopping up the mona lisa no no not even chopping it up um making another painting chopping that painting up and saying this is the mona lisa now i destroy burning the original one yeah exactly well, then, yep. then well that's not really the mona lisa but if you can get people to buy onto that concept, sure. <laughs> this well, because this he's is the a, owner of the one of one, he'd be able to make certified reproductions. Oh, so he'd have he'd have some sort of license. Uh, but it's, it's his thing. <laughs> well, we're trying to we're trying to take the physical world into the digital world. So in all all reality, it's you know, what is this digital? thing that can never be recreated right so that or, okay so a digital a digital or an nft in in a very real sense is basically a notary seal if you have an nft from frank miller frank miller issued it but if you then destroy it because you own it and then you issued it you'd have to get people onto the idea that well nate harper is the guy that's allowed to issue this now well who made you the issuer nobody when he well, gave yes, the if NFT. Frank Miller did, if Frank yeah, yeah. Miller said it's okay for you to for you to issue this kind of stuff, yeah, that's why I was saying licensing. Yeah, so you're talking about like more of your IP, like what you can you do with this NFT, commercial license, or commercial something. licensing, that kind of stuff. Correct. Yeah, definitely has to have because uh, I know there's different things written in some of these different NFTs, like what you can do with them, what kind of uh, you know promotions can you do, can you make. Uh, make and sell goods from like the likeness of it, like boxes. Yes. A lot of people talk about the boxes and doing that. So there's, um, yeah, definitely the IP and what that does say in there, that might have some issues going on with it. So, right. That's, that's all I was, I was thinking about from a legal perspective. And right. if he gave you some sort of right to do something like that, yeah, makes all the sense. But if you just do it, take it upon yourself and do it, then I'm sorry, you destroyed it. <laughs> that, that's all. I like the idea though. Well, all that would do, it, 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 let's say it went absolutely south and, and everybody was unhappy about Nate's decision to, to burn the original one of one and then issue a new one that had the same image that was based on that. Um, it would just affect the value of the new ones. The people that had it would still have X right. number of, or one of X based on how many he decided to make. Right. Um, and, and so it, yeah so so you but you're talking about you're talking about a pretty subjective market with art in the first place so um it's kind of reminding me of the synthetic market right now do you know about the synthetic uh crypto market yeah i've read about it not for a while i haven't looked into what are they doing now i know i think of synthetic the synthetic crypto market as as fantasy football (laughs) it's like hey we gotta we got we're basing this on that over there and it's pegged one-to-one with something else that we don't control. And uh, now you're going to buy and sell 
this stuff, and I don't even know how how people even sit with it, but it sounds similar to what. You oh, mean. I see what you're saying. You're, you're talking about the synthetic overall, the synthetics yeah. of of the crypto market, not synthetics, the actual cryptocurrency. Gotcha. Well, no, the the there's there's currency, synthetic currencies out there. I can't think of any at the moment, but there are several. Well, there's, there's one that's actually called synthetics. Oh, well, there you go. That's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. General, synthetic crypto in general. Yeah. Yep, yep. Gotcha. I'm following you. I'm following you. Titan, are you still alive? I am. I'm, I'm hanging in there. So I think this Frank Miller thing is like uber cool. Uh, and that would be fantastic for people to have that opportunity coming in to grab a piece of that. I, I do think, though... After listening to this, you'd have to look way deep into it to see if it wouldn't screw it up. Yep. I don't want to screw anything up. Otherwise, that would just be a derivative work, which it might be that all you need is derivative work rights, and then you're set. I perhaps mean, uh, perhaps working about... with it, you could create, you could have Frank create it as that. Since you have the choice of kind of how you want it made, right? That would be uh, an interesting. Uh, there you go. Okay, have him make right you there. a picture. Have him make you a picture, literally of different of comic book panels, <laughs> like fifty comic book panels with one character. So they could literally be physically cut apart. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that is kind of cool. I like that. All right. Uh, so the the next thing I, I think we might have beaten this one just just a little bit. Um, so the, the, the last thing that I was hoping to, to talk about was, um, something else that, well, something really that Faz radio could do, not, not as much as uh, a Dow, but the Dow could as well, basically keeping track of, you know, the keeping track of, of gamers stats and stuff like that. I know players Dow has, has plans to, uh, to implement and, uh, to, to work with, uh, uh a leaderboard system and, my thought is, boy, Faz Radio could keep track of these people and and kind of kind of follow their careers, so to speak. But the Dow could also. The Dow could they could, the the Dow could could definitely make players a star into a star. Well, I I think yeah, I mean, so they have these tournaments all over the place, all over the world, right? Having the Dow have people represented at these bigger, bigger tournaments and things like that, you know, rocking out with the players Dow t-shirt, just kicking everybody's ass in these games. You're going to have the most likely the partnerships, hopefully with the, with the games as well. So that could, that could lead to all kinds of, of different types of, opportunities for not only the players to get sponsorships and and bring family man's uh sense of community back to where maybe they could contribute some of that back to the dow to to bring other people up that's pretty cool yeah i like that well on that note (laughs) um i'm done (laughs) <laughs> well, the, the leaderboard, I think it's important because this is something I know I've talked about it over at Gala as well, is uh, the lack thereof on that aspect. So I think this this leaderboard, not only for individual games, but for lifetime achievement and everything else, 
is going to be huge, right? So uh, all these games that we've played in the past, you know, we can't really go back and look at maybe these games disappeared. Maybe we've moved on. How cool would it be to look back and go, oh, man, like seven years ago, I played the hell out of spider tanks and I was the shit, right? So I think my trophy, my players Dow trophy, which would apparently be points. But well, I I mean, you could. Yeah, you could you could create NFTs through the Dow using bugs or using damn near anything to commemorate that and and if it's on the blockchain that lasts forever yeah yeah if you look at a lot of successful games they they have the achievement system within them and 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 that's that's something that so many people enjoy uh it's it's just an added feature that it brings kind of direction especially if it's something like a sandbox game where you can do just about anything achievements give you uh give you a goal you know instead of just wandering around kind of not sure what to do it, give, it gives you a focus something to orient on and and so a lot of times like as, as you're pursuing these achievements you find something that you wouldn't have found otherwise that has nothing to do with the achievements but all of a sudden you find out that you enjoy doing that within the game now we're talking about building a community that spans the entire gaming industry and oh yeah and we can and we can build an achievement system within that that hey if you play 9999 games of spider tanks in a in a single month then you get this crazy achievement you know, well there, and don't forget over 9000 we can we can play the uh we can play the dragon ball card there. And over 9000 don't forget uh players dial would be having more than one game what if i played exactly. some spider tanks some of miranda some of this some of that i mean that there is so much stuff that i see i see an entire industry that can build up around just the whole concept yeah. um that, that leaderboard is so important for that very reason because it creates internal competition right I'm at the top of the spider tanks uh, leaderboard. I look over, I'm like, fuck, there's four other games over there. I want to be on the top of all of these motherfuckers, right? And then you have other people that are better at that other game who are looking at you the same way. Right. It it creates all kinds of uh, ways and you could create tournaments around that. And uh, I mean, it, it just, it pushes people to, to do what it is that makes them feel good. It gives them something to strive for and something to reach for. I really have to give a shout out to Rasta Kip here with what he's doing with NFT guilds. Um, he's, it's just some great work. And I, if I don't have, I don't know if you guys have looked too closely at it, if you've uh, discussed it before, but I, I would encourage you guys to check him out in NFT guilds as well. They, he's, he's got yeah, some he, really he's doing- great ideas. He's doing some cool stuff. I really, really want him to just step outside of Gala too, because he's only doing Gala, um, specifically because I've been uh, sponsoring some uh, tournaments with EVIO, and which has been great. And you know, it's fun to support a fun game like that, that and see them you know, be successful. But man, I tell you, the work comes in when I'm sending out rewards. That's the <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. That would be great if I could, because he has in his tournament structure, you can build it into where the rewards are automatically sent out. So you, you fund it and then boom, as soon as it's all said and done, it gets sent out automatically. It's, it, it, and not just that, just 
a lot of the things he's building over there is pretty cool. I mean, he did the NFT lookup um, from the get-go with the Voxes, which was cool to start with. That was too. a really useful tool, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fun stuff like that in the community, man. There's some really uh, talented people out there building some fun, cool stuff that really uh, I think is going to you know, help out in, a long, in the long run with a lot of different things. Well, I'm, I'm really good at creating work for everybody else, right? <laughs> so um, if, if, if Timbo's listening, right, with this leaderboard thing. So uh, one of the things I noticed, and I noticed it really, really tightly in this last uh, Spider Tanks AMA that was done, people were trying to figure out how to earn silk, right? So what if this leaderboard incorporated what that person did in order to get to that level of achievement, right? So you could click on that person with their leaderboard and realize that they've played, you know, 7,219 matches and they won with whatever tank uh, is necessary, uh, you know, and, and it, it would also then maybe have people uh, uh, try and, and bring that back around to where they know what they want to target then for themselves as well. Yeah, I was I was just reading some comments on the uh, on YouTube from Ob Serious, so I was trying to read through his stuff. So I kind of lost cool. what you were saying. No worries. You have you have a you have a play button. You can rewind and play it. I, I was entirely <laughs> listening, and I, the the point is that the it's it's really uh, up to your creativity as far as how much you can include in a in a gamified player environment. Like it, as long as we have some people that are having fun with it, I mean, we could turn anything into a competition. You know that that's that's. Like, that's what humans do. Anything becomes a competition. I mean, have you ever seen caber tossing? They decided to just pick up a tree and throw it and see how far you could get it. You know, like that sounds like a great competition. Why not? Well, we can we can do that in a in a digital setting as well. It, it, there's there's no end to the possibilities. And, and the idea is that we would want to make it fun. Again, we're talking we're talking about engaging the community. So this is I don't know. This this is just a. a a really interesting avenue for me because because I, I love exploring these possibilities. I love making suggestions. You know, the, the the best part for me, like looking back at World of Warcraft, they were so funny. You know, like and and, and we can do that. We can we can we can bring in just just whatever ideas we have, and then we can then we can make them engaging for the people that are involved. And it, it really is. It's only limited by us and our own creativity. Well, yeah. even having that like a direct message system that takes you back through however the DAO sets up their communication, whether it's Discord or anything else, so that uh, players can talk with each other from the leaderboard as well, or at least through it. Nothing, nothing from anybody. No, I agree. I, I was, think I was <laughs> waiting for you guys. Uh, I, I had I had a change of direction, but I was going to wait till you guys were done. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, the leaderboard thing and the you know this the communication, the DM, all that kind of stuff is kind of a great great way to keep the community together, you know, and on the same page for sure. 
So, okay, let me let me jump back uh, to uh, the YouTube comments. Uh, Ob Serious was making points about um, about basically renting should be free from any restrictions, and anyone should be able to rent for a reasonable price. Uh, crypto was invented to remove the middleman, not to introduce one. And he even he even said, you know, their EIP four nine zero seven apparently is designed to handle this very thing. This is. This is my idea for, for rental. I, d I don't really feel that uh, a DAO should have to, you should have to commit your, your stuff to a DAO and then they manage it. I feel like there's resources starting to happen that you can, you could simply fill, uh, respond to a contract and then commit it have full control over sending it to the DAO and getting it back. That, that, that the DAO really isn't custodying it. It's that the, the blockchain is. And the DAO is just allowing it, uh, or ha point it points out a wallet uh, that, that it might need to be in. Well, one of, the, one of the biggest hoops that the game developers have to jump through in regards to issuing NFTs that people can earn from is that they have to include a work step there. There, there has to be something that the owner does in order to earn or else all of a sudden they end up in a in a situation as far as um, compliance in regards to issuing dividends or something like that. They don't want that. They want isn't they want... isn't negotiating the, the the price of that a work step? Uh, I don't know if it's enough according to the SEC. Hmm. So like, well, like, there's a there's a big there, there's a big like cloud over all of this of, of nobody knows for real because we're we're all waiting on guidance. We're all waiting on. Uh, some sort of help to to because because if you give us the steps then we'll go through them but but right right now they're not even doing that they're just reserving the right to destroy your company if you do it wrong and and so uh nobody wants to run afoul of um of the sec by straying too far in one direction so there are a lot of uh game developers who will encourage people like from a third party um, perspective go ahead and build this out you know splinterlands is a great example of that splinterlands had a rental system for a really long time but they didn't build it it was built um uh, i know peak monsters was one of them i think there were multiple rental systems that you could you could take your cards and you could rent them to other people and peak monsters would handle that separate from the actual game and and they they had all the the necessary um APIs, they were able to, um, and, and, and it wasn't a transfer of ownership. It was that, that while you were renting it, you no longer had access to the utility and the person you were renting it to had access to it. So, well, so they, all of that was worked in. So you didn't have any kind of, not the double spend, but the equivalent of that. It wasn't like you were getting money for something that you were also able to continue to use. So it was a, it was a pure rental system where you loan, you were loaning the utility at a cost. But Splinterlands, as the game, they weren't bearing the burden of the, the distribution of those funds. So now I own cards. I can rent them. I get paid for those cards. Splinterlands issued the cards to me, but then their hands are clean because I am, as the, as the owner of those cards, they're mine. And the, then the rental system isn't them either. So that rental system has had to jump through its own hoops in order to be able to do that. That's what the DAO would do. The DAO would act as the um the intermediary 
Yeah, and and, and so not. It, so it I'm sounds gonna... like blockchain can't solve that problem. Then and sure, it you... can. Yeah, I, I think it can. It just depends. I think there's room for both places, right? I, I agree 100% blockchain can solve that problem, and it will, and it has, in the fact that the code is there. But there's always going to be this aspect of people that need extra help in ways to be able to either maximize their earnings for their NFTs that they have, or if they are a player that wants to utilize certain assets, they may be in the DAO to be able to use. And yes, renting should be free, 100%. And I think we're not charging anybody to you know rent an NFT. That's what we want the DAO to be. We want that access for them 100% to be the ability to bring these blockchain games to players and they don't even know they're on the blockchain, right? The the EVIO model. So, so yeah. I think, I think there's I think it's both worlds we're arguing semantics it's the fact that it's it's not going to solve every problem but it definitely could work on in certain areas well it's it's it goes back to the decentralized thing again because you either have a DAO managing it or a third party what if there was some kind of of thing that you could put out there <clears throat> like a node network that could manage all those things and have a third party maybe independently code for it that would allow then that node network to do all the distribution and handle all of those transactions and and call all those APIs that is definitely I think something that would put not only a third party layer in there but also take care of the work requirements and everything else to where it would be insulated both from the DAO and from the third party. Right. I think that's a, that's a big, uh, the insulation part is a big part that we have to make sure we get right with the DAO. Um, so we don't expose people to, you know, lawsuits or anything else that might come along because somebody interpreted it differently. Right. Yeah, that's that's a really big part of it. And if you if you think about how that works, you want to have that you want to have more than one layer. Ideally, you have two layers. And uh, the whole contention, I think, here is with uh, OB Sirius saying uh, EIP 4907 tokens are designed for that. That's I don't know very much about them. I've read just passively about those. It It's something that takes that control away. And, and as you mentioned already, Nate, at some point, whether it's five years, 10 years down the road, you should be able to step back, walk away, and everything runs like butter. And developing those those networks that do all of that free and clear not only insulates the DAO, but the players. And there could be contention between players for all you know. And you have to have that decentralized entity or third-party entity that can solve that problem. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I think one of the other distinctions to make here is that we're, we're looking, I, I guess our, the, the, the conversation is kind of focused on the type of asset that you see in spider tanks, where it's just an, an item that's there that is, that one person gets one tank and then they take it into the game and they play with it. Um, I, 
whereas that's that's the game that we have to work with right now you know that's that's what we're headed towards you, know, you look at evi.io and you're talking about um you're talking about guns and, and skins and things like that um th those are those are things that um th those are very simple you know it's just like a, a one person needs one item and then they go and play um where the DAO is really going to be able to be a benefit to nft owners down the line it's going to be in these games where there are lands that require like tedious management you know like or, and, and yes. so as, as operators of uh someone else's assets what the DAO would be able to represent is a base of players that have been uh all vetted all, like we, we know exactly who who plays that game who does it well what they do within that game and we're going to be able to match them up with those specific types of assets so that they can maximize what that nft is accomplishing you know it's not as simple as one person owns a tank anymore we're talking about this person owns a town of the prince and it has this many slots for buildings and these buildings that are sitting on it right now have this capacity to build these kinds of nfts uh based on the resources that have been gathered uh, so so those are those are huge asset management issues that not everybody's going to want to deal with that it doesn't matter that they paid tons and tons of money for that item they they might have just gotten in over their heads thinking that they could just buy something and make money off it real easy many of us we bought them knowing full well that it was going to be a lot and we decided that we would find it one way or another to to bear the burden but um but the yep. DAO is going to be able to be a solution for a lot of people there that we're, we're gonna we're gonna match the right people together so that 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 nft actually gets the kind of attention that it needs and and performs well within the game all right uh i uh, i hear uh, uh nate's got to get going uh, i gotta roll guys it was uh good chatting with you and uh we'll be on probably next week yeah all right sounds guys. awesome wait 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 the 24 no um where are you going? Are you going camping again? I'm going camping again. 27th. I'm going the 24th. I think I'm coming back the 28th or the 27th. I don't know. See how we always go camping when, when it's your show here uh, talking about the now? <laughs> 28th. I'll be back the 28th, which okay. is Friday, which is just in time for Fast Radio. <laughs> I will be gone the week after that. So, well, uh, during your own show, your show? The, the yeah, I might be able to, I'm actually leaving Friday morning, so I might be able to fit it in. Uh, I'll let I you know. I'll know. let you know middle of the week. So, but we'll see. And depending well, I, on how, if I get stuck in the snow, I may be gone the week after that. So I'm going <laughs> to see if I can find some wolves and some elk. I might get stuck in the snow myself. So you never know. All right. It's well, it's, it's been fun talking to you. I appreciate your, your unique input on this. And I definitely appreciate everything that you've done to, to, spearhead or, or get this this dow started out we'll see what we can do i appreciate everybody else's help too this is great we'll uh talk to y'all later yeah see you later bye thanks nate so uh when you want to hang out for a little while family man or you talked out oh i could probably talk all night um i was gonna get in some games of spider tanks eventually um yeah i got two in myself uh, oh, <laughs> that's creative i was uh, i was my attention was on actually talking to you guys titan should we uh we, should we play a game of spider tanks tonight 
uh, I can a little bit later. I've got something after uh, after the show here. I got to take care of, but that should only take me half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, we got we got to start earning our silk. So remember, guys, uh, Spider Tanks is ramping up, and now they're making it so you can earn silk by playing the game. So you better get out there and start earning. Well, and the way things are going, family man, it'll be you and me on these casts next Thursday and Friday and probably the week after. So uh, the two of us could probably fill a few hours easy with how we go. Yeah, I would say if you guys want to keep talking, uh, there's, there's plenty to say. <laughs> oh, well, we I'm telling probably, you. We should probably wrap up, though. So the last thing I think I think we do want to we want to talk about um, would be the integrations that everybody brings here um everybody's ideas you know sometimes ideas are stupid right you throw out an idea and it's like complete ass idea but it sparks somebody else maybe to think of something that brings it around and i think the beauty on this so far in these conversations both uh here on tower of the dow as well as in discord and over at the players dow discord these ideas is what's going to form the basis of how everything goes forward and nobody should feel that they can't throw an idea out there that's like huge to where this is going to go i think they do say that whole thing that there is a no such thing as a stupid question and and I know that there are some people that try to challenge that theory, but um, everything matters, man. Like, like you said, there's, even if it's something ridiculous that comes out, it is going to spark something somewhere. Uh, so, I, I think I think it's one of the one of the, one of the places that we go wrong in communities a lot of times. We try to we try to surround ourselves with like-minded people rather than just recognizing that. Um, there's a there's a good reason that somebody thinks differently than you and and it, it may not be something to convince you to like go over to their side but it, it definitely has uh it's definitely legitimate you know it, it's it, it's it's justified in its existence just because it exists um and and like you said like there's there's a lot that a lot creative that can come from from any kind of any kind of statement that gets tossed out there, I, I'm so thankful for Gala Chat. I'm so thankful for being able to be in Platinum to go there and hide in the uh, in the relative like calm of it. But then I also go out into the other channels where maybe there's like incredible fire being thrown around, and and maybe some people are saying some things that I really disagree with. But um, but then it, if nothing else, it forces me to hone my argument. You know, like I, I understand what I believe even more, or I understand, um, I understand the topic that much better because I've taken the time to try to explain it to someone that doesn't see it my way. Well, the goal here is to, to get more people involved with Players Dow, and uh, Players Dow does have a Discord, which I think I'll put a, a link in here uh, because if you're if you're still listening by this point, you might be interested enough to to weigh in on some of these things. And I think it's really needed. Cool. Very, very cool. I think, yeah, we've been going for an hour and a half now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Adding it right now. Invite to players. And I, I hope that a lot of people pop in there. And we talked about before, you know, you can't really have, you know, the inmates running the asylum. But at the same time, what turned what turned in some other communities into a lot of contention and uh, disenchantment, I think can be easily resolved in a, in a format like this, because these players, now they have experience in decentralized ish uh, blockchain gaming, and they know what they like. They know what they don't like. They know where they got burned and they know where they did really well. And that will help this second layer or second iteration of uh, blockchain gaming evolve that much better. All right. All right. On that note, uh, I'd like to wrap it up. So thank you, uh, Family Man, for coming by. Thank and, you, guys. Yeah, this was absolutely was good, to, good to get a different perspective here. Cool. All right, now this is where I turn up the music here. <laughs> and Titan, give me a call if you want to do something next week. We'll figure it out, man. All right. <laughs>